Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily. We were back with you this afternoon in the studio after the Christmas break. Happy New Year. We're within the cutoff. So, yeah. And what did we bring you? Well, we brought you Danny Kelly. We decided to take a look at all 20 teams. We just about squeezed them all into the Premier League. Bit of a state of play uh, as uh, the Premier League returns post-World Cup. Um, we also spoke to Christophe Terra, a Belgian football expert, who told us how Scott Parker's move to Club Bruges, a club still, of course, in the Champions League, came about. And how well, we told him the reason why. Yeah, we did. We have, yeah, And he was quite delighted um, so that we had a bit of a chat obviously we caught up and had some weird and wonderful stories post Christmas so here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon Andy a very happy new year a very happy new year we're within the cut off yes uh, has that moved we always set the cut off we felt on the 15th I know a listener somebody... did ask me actually I said Thursday Oh, you've yeah, gone. Got, you've gone, gone very. Gone early. Early, it's I, a pretty good chance if you kind of see someone who's an acquaintance that that you're not going to catch up with them this week. Yeah. I mean, you give them to the start of next week or not? Yeah, I think I would. Okay, yeah, fair you're not going to wrestle anybody at the ground. No, I won't anyway. <laughs> chase them down the street <laughs> De- or anything. Definitely anyway. not. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about, uh, extensively about our clubs and well, and all clubs. We're going to look at all twenty clubs in the Premier. We're going to work our way down the table, although it will pain obviously me and Danny to start with Arsenal at the top, but they are playing the best football and they're they're right at it at the moment and completely deserve to be there so we'll start and we'll work our way your team if you're a fan of a Premier League club will look at the state of play what you need what you need to sort out maybe what you need to buy um, but mm. uh, we'll endeavour to do that when Danny joins us shortly I've got a selection of other stories in the meanwhile though hmm. did you see that actress Jacqueline Josser is to return to EastEnders Tyson Fury is delighted <laughs> Josser Oh yeah, yeah, Josser. I suppose if he met her, he'd be very tempting. All right, Jacqueline, you Josser. Suppose he would, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'd have thought of that. Yeah, just a thought. Why is Infantino so dreadful? Well, I mean, oh three seven one seven. Stadium naming ideas. It's a- it's an odd one. I mean, it, it's a strange idea, and and it puts a kind of pressure, doesn't it, on different nations? Because you know, you you might find that if you've not seen this, Gianni Infantino, ever the chancer has decided not only has he turned up to have a selfie uh, w- within sight of yeah. uh, Pele's open casket yeah, he, has, he has also um, he has also suggested that every a club in every country in the world has to name or should name a stadium after Pele which I mean which at sort of top level around naming rights etc mm. etc 
it becomes quite difficult. I know it's, it's also, a lovely idea, it, it, but it's it not particularly but, practical. It also, what we were at the Pele Wembley Stadium. That's not going to happen, is it? I mean, Argentinian fans uh, have been pointing out that they're unlikely. They're probably likely to name a stadium after Maradona first. You would imagine. I'd say so. Really. And, uh, so what happens in Italy? Say Milan embrace it, and it becomes the Pele San Siro, and yet, and yet we're struggling here, and the only people willing to pick it up is. I don't know, Shep Shed Dynamo. <laughs> and then it's gonna look like a it's gonna look like disrespect. Do you know what I mean? It's gonna look like a, a mark of disrespect. So it's That's it's really bad, isn't it? Unlike Gianni Infantino, it's massively ill thought out. Um mm. there are plenty of other ways to mark the great man's passing. I I, I was part of a uh, a minute's applause for him. Oh um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, the other day, and I'm sure a lot of people were as well. And there'll be other ways you can do that, but a kind of strange edict to name a stadium in every country in the world after Pelé is odd. But we will be with Tim a little bit later on in uh, Rio uh, as we bid Pelé farewell. We'll also look, at, as we said, at some of the other transfer stories from South America. A lot of business could potentially be done with Premier League clubs from South... A lot of young South American kids being picked off by the well, big boys in this country. that always happens, you know, yeah. how many of them will make it is another story. Mm. Uh, Chicken Inn FC in Zimbabwe have been voted the daftest footy club name. doesn't say where, what pole it was, just a little piece in the sun. Yes. Uh, beating Ghana's Mysterious Dwarfs, which is, again, yeah, which quite was, a strange um, name for a football team. Which is the, team. the song title that Peter Andre <laughs> rejected, if I remember Chicken right. in FC every week they field 11 different players and spices <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably do um, the big story though Andy talking of um, yeah. talking of uh, Chicken in FC I don't know how this made the this is how it appeared in the papers today right this was a news story I mean it's not you can say it's not a particularly busy news week yeah. it says a family of four were left disappointed when their KFC party bucket arrived with just three pieces of chicken <laughs> instead of the advertised 30 that is a uh, bit of a shock. Yeah, Dad of two, Steve, ordered the thirty-six ninety-nine match day party mm. um, through uh, a, a delivery company, and it was missing the sides of pop. Who cares? It was missing the sides of popcorn, chicken, fries, coleslaw, gravy, and a one point five litre bottle of Pepsi. So basically, you got three. Some, somebody, <coughs> see, see, I told you. See, I told you. Bob Fleming. Oh um, three bits apologize. of chicken. That's not a news story, though, Andy, is it? Not it's really. Not a news no, story. Not it's a, a, news it's story a complaint. Any level. It's a complaint of delivery company or the, <laughs> or the really Colonel. Strange, we don't care. It? Anyway, um, I don't know if they've sorted it out for him, but maybe you can bring us more more on that story throughout <laughs> the afternoon. A couple of things to get you involved with. Uh, what about this? This is uh, golfer Scott Stallings. Really? You know, golfer Scott Stalling. Does he keep you waiting? I think I think he probably does. Gets done a lot for time wasting. Slow play. Slow play. Golfer S- Scott Stalling. We play through Scott. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Uh, thought he'd been a snub for the Masters when Augusta Chief sent his invite to the wrong Scott Stallings. Oh, really? Yeah, there's more than one Scott, Scott Stallings. Yeah, that's right. There's two Scott Scott. Yeah. Um, the three-time that's PGA. Quite a hard thing to say. Yeah, the three-time PGA Tour winner, 37, checked yeah. his mailbox five times a day during his anxious really? wait for the letter. Yeah. He was finally put out of his misery when he received a social media message from his namesake, including pictures of his invite um, to April's major. It read, I'm 100% sure this is not for me. I play, but wow, nowhere near your level. So it's it's mm. the old great Scott Stall in switcheroo. So he should have kept quiet and just turned up. It would have been great. The other fella would have been yeah. like that that new movie, wouldn't it? The old Phantom yeah, of the yeah, Open, whatever it was. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. But anyway, the real Scott Stallings will be there. Um, because of other Scott Stallings. 
Um, if you're called Scott Stallings, do get in touch this afternoon. <laughs> and, and I promise to stop saying Scott Stallings. <laughs> but the reason I bring it up is... Oh, Scott um, Stallings on line one. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes you get the wrong mail, don't you? You just get the wrong yes. mail. It could be electronic or it could be through the post. Mm, so more likely through the post. To your name. It can mm. happen. So if it's happened to you, what was the upshot when you got the wrong mail, especially if you're Scott Stallings? Talksport.com, text 1889. <laughs> Tweet to TSHNJ, that's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Did you read about the Linguistic <clears throat> World Cup? I didn't know. It sounds like something Max and Charlie would do in the warm-up. The final was Shenanigans versus Codswallop. That's right up Max's <laughs> street, isn't it? What a game that was. Who won? Uh, shenanigans. Did they really? Yeah. Semi-final. Oh, I can't tell you what the semi-final was because one of the words is very rude. Oh, okay. Uh, shenanigans beat the a very team. rude word in the final. Okay. And Codswallop beat uh, Higgledy Piggledy. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. So I bet the go. draw's a lot of fun, like the, the first round draw when you've got about 50, 60 odd names. I all think there like were, it was a round of 16. It was Flounce versus Flibberty Gibbet, <laughs> Cantankerous versus. I told you Max would love this, wouldn't he? Mm. Cantankerous versus Shenanigans. We'd be mm. asked to referee this. Yeah. Discombobulate versus Rhubarb, uh, Codswallop versus Noggin. Whippersnapper versus Scallywag. If you just tuned in, you are listening to Talk Sport. This is the games to be played. Yeah. <laughs> this is Gianni Infantino's new idea. Um, all football teams must change their name in the latter stages of the Club World Cup. Ridiculous. So if you're a Liverpool fan, you'll be called Flibberty Gibbet if you get through to it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we should get the first round draw, Andy. We'll give it the full. I think. No, I think we've exhausted Nothing that. Really. I think really. that will do. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Danny Kelly joins us he often does um, to kind of look normally at the weekend's games we've been so much football since we last spoke that we thought we would do something slightly differently today we're going to take a look at all 20 clubs in the Premier League test their chances of getting better maintaining what they're doing staying up etc etc what they need what they need to cut out etc here he is it is Danny Kelly hi Dan Hello, men. Happy New Year and all that. Indeed. Happy, What's yes. your cut-off, Danny? Ours is the fifth. We th- arbitrarily, we think the 15th. After that, you do get wrestled to the ground and told to shut up. Um, I think the first three days, you're allowed to really give it plenty, and you yeah. can still do that, Paul. After that, most people have gone back to work, and the happiness of the New Year has been yeah. somewhat diluted. <laughs> uh, the, the, the bottles of Baileys have been put to one side, <laughs> and, and they're back to, back to their work. I'm still reeling for the fellow, and he got three pieces of chicken. I'm surprised at you, Paul. I know you know, you know, you know your way around a tune. Uh, we surely should have come back with three-piece chicken and chips by ranking Trevor. A great record. <laughs> Oh, we'll, yes. We'll dig it out before two o'clock to remind <laughs> the listeners. Trevor, three-piece chicken and chips. Uh, just for the, the, the dad of three, mm. Steve, who, who's lacking 27 bits of chicken and all the sides. <laughs> anyway, it pains us all to start the very um, mm. p- peak of the Premier oh. League table. And But you have to admit, uh, the goons are playing remarkably well. They're I've been gr- saying I, it for months. I'm in, I, gonna even I'm league. enjoying watching them play. They're, <laughs> they that, good. They're that good. They, they are, are very lovely good. to watch, very easy on the eye. Well, they're fantastic, aren't they? There's no mm. other word for it. And I, I, my, I don't find my words turn into dust in my mouth because you have to speak the mm. truth. You have mm. to reflect the evidence mm. your own eyes. You've got a manager who loves the club. You've got a mixture of players they've brought through themselves and more experienced ones they've bought, including ones who've won things with Manchester City. They're playing on the front foot, but the best thing about the team is the balance. Defence, midfield, attack. You can see what they're trying to do in each section of the team. 
They, they've been lucky not to have too many injuries, but that, you know, that, that's always random. And they're playing beautiful stuff. And people, you know, were saying, well, of course, the, the World Cup break has come at a very bad time for them. I think mm. they scored eight goals since they come back in yeah, two games. Yeah, that's without Gabriel. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I see. I've, all, I've always liked Eddie and Ketty. I think he's a good finisher. He may not have all of the bells and whistles of Gabriel, but he will put the ball in there for them. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, for me, they're one of three teams that are playing well in the Premier League. Everybody else is kind of has patches and there are teams that are doing better than you thought they would and teams a lot of teams doing a lot worse but uh, they are no question they deserve to be where they are yeah I and mean, it looks like everybody's been saying looking for reasons why it may all fall apart one of them was Gabriel Jesus being out for three months and the break was another one but they've come back strong as you've said and you can't really see any reasons at the moment I mean if they, they buy Mudrick and they, they strengthen in January it's, it's, it's getting more if you want to find reason for them to blow up it's getting increasingly more difficult, Danny. It is. The only, the only reason um, is if you look at Manchester City's bench. I was looking at the mm. other day, the, the, the bench they had out for their league game, the first league game back, would finish third in the league. It would finish behind Manchester City and Arsenal. With all due respect to Newcastle, Liverpool, etc. Um, and it's just the relentlessness of City's performances. Although the Arsenal don't have the distraction of the Champions League. Um, and that's yeah. really important. City may decide this is the year. Um, it looks like mm. Paris Saint-Germain are going to try and win the Champions League <clears throat> again with those three forwards, which can't happen. It's a real opportunity for Manchester City to win mm. it. And maybe that will just take their eye off the ball slightly. Well, but they are, are the... They don't think they stop Arsenal. Uh, yeah. uh, two Spurs fans... Tonight's and, game will be interesting. Yeah, it will be, yeah. We'll, but, we'll, you know, and Newcastle have done terrifically well. Yeah. We're on to them They're in a moment. Good. But we're, we're both... I think all of us are saying that, you know, uh, Arsenal can maintain this and they've, they've got a good chance of uh, staying where Erdegaard's they are. Odegaard's pretty key. Yeah, no, absolutely. An, an injury to him plays, could be... Yeah. But uh, anyway, we shall see. And party as well but they missed him for a part of the uh, earlier part of the season anyway Man City as you said um, bit of a, a bit of stri- at home aren't they yeah which is a bit strange and maybe they are thinking that this is the year for the Champions League but as you've said Danny it's the, the depth of that squad um, as we get into the sort of um, the, the latter stage of the se- season could make the difference you know we, 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 we obviously we're all insane about Haaland because what he's doing I don't think we've seen done in the Premier League before. And yet they've got a World Cup winner as backup, mm. um, as centre-forward. Um, they've got the, the wide players. We know what they do. Phil Foden has a, a couple of uh, average games. They can bring in Jack Grealish. And I know it's easy to laugh at Jack when you see the pictures of him, um, you know, sometimes in a, in a dressing gown with one <laughs> slipper on in the street. You remember that one, <laughs> among others. Um, but what a fantastic footballer he is. And if you could just inject Jack Grealish into a team, then mm. uh, I, I think, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's almost pointless saying it. They are the result of a great manager having a long time to put together a fantastic squad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's contra- contrary to what Chelsea have done over the years, where they've had a variety of managers and loads of great players. Um, they've, they've been... Cities is much more of a process. Um, and the only the only thing that will stop them winning the title is that statistically mm. Arsenal should win it now because mm. th- that start has rarely been bettered. Yeah. But what the, what have they dropped so far? One defeat and two draws. They've dropped yeah. nothing. It's incredible. No, I know. And if they win tonight, they'll have a ten point lead over City. 
you know, that's uh, they're all right, the game in hand, but that takes a bit of making up. Not that they haven't done it But it, it means before. they can afford to lose to City mm. twice and Newcastle yeah. and still win the title. Yeah. On to Newcastle then, and uh, ahead of the game tonight, which is seen as a, a, a real test for them at, uh, at the Emirates. We're going to be mm. talking about the game in a bit more detail later on. But there's been a, quite a lot of pieces in, in the press today about the job Eddie Howe has done and how he's done it. But um, it's all taking shape for them, isn't it? It's not. They didn't go down the Galacticos route, which probably pours cold water on these Ronaldo if they get in the Champions League next season rumours. But, yeah, I mean, it's been done... Look, it's been done with a, a big chunk of money going into the club that good wasn't there before. But good recruitment. And starting Funny to get... Enough, the, spending a lot of money doesn't seem to make a difference. It can make you worse, you know. Yeah, on to Chelsea <laughs> in a moment. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I mean, I think Eddie Howe should take a, a, an awful lot of praise for the job he's done so far. It, look, he's a really good coach, isn't he? Now, it hasn't worked out everywhere for him, but that, that standard, um, no coach, I mean, maybe Guardiola, has been successful everywhere that they've been. Um, and he's just he just knows how to put a team together. And Newcastle teams traditionally have to play on the front foot. He's doing that. They're big and strong and physical. Mm. And that reminds me of good Newcastle teams of the past as well. Um, and if you're a Newcastle fan, and I have to put up with Sean, don't I, uh, on TalkSport quite a lot. Hmm. Um, however they got here, this is, the, this is their, their moment in the sunshine, their best moment since Kevin Keegan's heyday. Um, and they're ahead of schedule too, let's not kid ourselves. Hmm. What, How, what, what Eddie Howe has done is to accelerate the process that was already in place with buying decent players um, yeah. by having a decent team. They're way ahead of schedule. He's been and no, reason, no reason to believe they won't finish in the top four either. Yeah. Absolutely. You think he's been helped by what, Andy? By the fact the other teams aren't very good. (laughs) Well, yeah. You can only be as good as the other teams are bad. That's not a saying, I know. Manchester United then currently sitting. You know, uh, that is a classic example. They're two points behind Newcastle. And if they win, they could get, and Newcastle lose, they could be third. But no one's really convinced. Yes, they've improved. No question they've improved from last season. But, you know, they're getting away with it a bit, aren't they? They're not winning convincingly, but winning. They've they've so completely upgraded their midfield. Casemiro, um, one or two people are a bit sniffy because he's you know coming up for thirty years of age, but he's a fantastic player, um, and he has absolutely cemented yeah, that midfield, allowing the talent of people like Rashford um, a, a more stable platform. Um, I think I think I think Ten Hag dealt with the Cristiano Ronaldo situation brilliantly and as a result he's able to drop Rashford and bring him back and score a goal it's all going well for them um, and they're improving Andy whether or not they're improving as fast as Manchester United fans yeah. would want I don't know when you say there's three teams playing well, they are improving but they're not you know like, <laughs> uh, take last is it, are you game. talking about Brentford as the other one yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Brentford, Brentford are on a very good run but you know <laughs> yeah the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport <laughs> Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports and uh, as requested by Danny Kelly off the back of the story of a man who ordered a 30-piece bucket of KFC but received just three bits of chicken, Danny, and that's exactly what... Well, not the whole scenario, but that's it's about Great three story. bits of chicken. <laughs> Yeah, and this is three-piece chicken and chips by ranking Trevor from back in the day, as the DJs now say. Yeah. Uh, well, it, maybe it gives us less time to talk about Spurs, which is a blessed release. They find themselves Oof. somehow find themselves fifth in the table after that. S- they stunk the place out uh, uh, oh, against Aston Paul. Villa at the weekend. We won't look, we won't spend too long on this. Everybody needs a fair crack of the whip. Um, I mean, uh, it all got very toxic at Tottenham, and that's unlikely to improve against Arsenal in, a, in about ten days' time. But uh, what's your reading of the situation? Uh, briefly, Danny. 
absolutely. I have, I have a lot. I, I always have, an, I've got plenty to say about it and you can hear it on my podcast. But um, simply, it, I've worked out now, Spurs have got a caretaker manager and that never works in the Premier League. Um, so they need to, they need to leave you to say to him, right, sign this contract or off you go. And they should not buy one player for Conte until he signed a three-year contract. Simple as that. Yeah. It's been, enough of this now. It's nonsense. I think it's absolutely true. We get that old phrase, lame duck manager, and players are thinking, first players are thinking, do I want to go there? Um, if I don't know if he's going to be there or not. Uh, you know, how much of a shift am I going to put in if I don't know the manager's going to be here or not? It's not a good situation, is it? And uh, there has been this sense, and I know you feel this because I've listened to your podcast, mm. that he feels like he's doing us a massive favour by being there. We should all be very grateful. Yeah. He may feel that, Andy, but he shouldn't say it in public because mm. it, ju- it, ju- it just doesn't work for the football company. He said, what, is he, what are his employers thinking as he lays into the club week after week after week? Shut up, Antonio. Yep. Get on with the gig and improve the players you've got as well. There's another piece of advice for you. That's it's true. A terrible uh, situation. I, I mean, it was a straight... I was at Brentford for the Boxing Day game and I'm mm. sure you both saw it. And it was really odd. I mean, the first half, they didn't even turn up. The second half, they could have won the game. Yeah. But they're like a lot of teams. If they haven't got their key players like Kulisevsky and Betancourt they've got no creativity and that's a problem yeah uh, well and I think the upstairs should take some of the blame as well we haven't got time to explore mm. that uh, that's it for a later date on to sixth um, and uh, we should uh, are Liverpool still sixth I think they, they, they are, are aren't yeah. they yes uh, after last night um, we're going to talk about Liverpool in a bit more detail with Tony Evans after those uh, Jamie Carragher comments but I mean they're bringing Gakpo in I wonder if there'll be more business apparently they can't play Monopoly, says uh, Jurgen Klopp, but maybe a bit of churn wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, it's a strain, isn't it? Uh, they, they Competing in the Premier League where everyone's trying to improve all the time. Don't forget, Liverpool were a couple of kicks away from winning all four trophies last mm. year. Um, extraordinary uh, season for them. Um, it is something that fans find very hard to understand. And, I, you know, if you play sort of a football manager on the, on the computer, you keep the same players for 10 years. But you just have to keep freshening these teams up. And Liverpool have left their midfield freshening, I think, a little bit late. Jurgen Klopp came up against exactly the same situation um, when he was at Dortmund, where the strain of constantly having to fight down um, Bayern Munich became, in the end, too much for the club, not just for him. He's a great manager. He he knows what he probably has to do. Um, but you cannot have transition seasons, as Chelsea are finding out, in the Premier League. The competition's too fierce. And so Liverpool are probably where they should be. And it would help with Darwin Nunes, who I think is going to be great, uh, if he could find the, find the net and not have them disallowed every now and then for VARs, you know. Yeah, they yeah. finished last night with the one that was disallowed was unlucky. It was a good finish. Yeah. Brentford, though, were terrific. Well, we I move mean, on to them. They are fine. They are seventh. You've been, well, you've been seeing a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, what a run they're on. They beat City. They beat West Ham away. Then they beat, drew with Spurs, could have beaten Spurs. And then, of course, yep. last night they dispensed with Liverpool, let's be honest. And they've been, they've got everything that Chelsea haven't got. They're collective. They fight. They battle. You know, you can see the effort that goes into it and the tactics as well. Best so, team in West London, Andy? Well, I don't know. Fulham might have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are the third best team in... Uh, I mean, can they, can they maintain this? They did it last night about Ivan Tony. He's, he's got an injury and he's got other issues going on at the yeah, moment. I think it'd be difficult. And I think also Brentford are one of those teams that do tend to play better my mate said the next game's against Bournemouth he says we will probably lose that and I think there's a feeling that they up their game against yeah, big sides I think they do but I mean um, yeah. what what could they realistically achieve this season Dan I mean they're seventh at the moment that's conference plate country could could they find themselves in Europe or is that pushing it a bit 
No, it's not, because I think Andy's right. There's a very inconsistent Premier League, and that whole batch of teams around seventh, the Brentfords, the Fulhams, Chelsea ought to come out of their current torpor. Brighton, Palace, they're all decent football teams. And if Chelsea do continue to slip up, then the seventh place is available to him. Thomas Frank is clearly a very good manager as well. Um, and also, he would make a very good double if uh, anyone ever wants to impersonate Ian Danter, don't you think? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on to Fulham then, uh, in uh, eighth, who, uh, again, doing doing fantastically well. Especially at home. Yes. Struggling a bit away from home, so tonight will be interesting. Um, you know, these teams are benefiting but for, because some of the teams who ought to be doing a lot better. And I'm thinking about the Everton's and the West Ham's. Um, are to, and it's a mystery to me what's happening with those two clubs, mm. particularly West Ham, um, are, are, are vacating the bottom. They're, they're, they're mid-table because the other teams are underperforming. Um, but Fulham play some lovely football, don't they? And, you, you, you know, as long as you, as Mitrovic um, continues to be a nuisance up front, they've got what every mid every team that's fighting against relegation at the start of the season. If you have someone who gets you 15 goals, um, then you'll finish mid-table in the Premier League. And Mitrovic has done all that for them mm. uh, so far. Um, not a great penalty last uh, more recently, but he's a good player. Palini um, has been uh, a good bit of recruitment. Yeah, he's been very Excellent. good for them, hasn't he? Yeah, that's what their recruitment mm. yeah. has been good. Um, yeah, but another example of the return of the headed goal, which I thought was going out of business a couple of years ago. Yeah. And people remember to cross the ball again now, aren't they? You can head the ball into the net. Yeah, you're allowed yes. to. Yes. Um, yeah. On to Chelsea then in uh, heady ninth, Andy. This yeah. is uh, not since Jose I mean, look, left. I, I'm like Danny. I need a whole podcast to tell you that yeah. everything that's wrong with Chelsea and I can't get it in this particular section. Yeah. But one thing I will say is Rhys James. I've never seen a team more dependent on one player. When he was out, they lost five out of six games. He comes back for 52 minutes. They're playing really well. <laughs> I know it was only Bournemouth, but they're playing lovely football. It's all happening and everything. He goes off. Bournemouth nearly get a draw. And then the other day... Exactly what they were before Reese James got while he was out injured. They were Andy terrible. before last season before Haaland arrived. I described Reese James as the best player in the Premier League. Uh, you know, given mm. his position, I think he is the best player in the Premier League um, when he's fit and running. And uh, it, it's no surprise Chelsea miss him. Uh, I, I guess um, the, the the interesting thing was will, will be how much they're going to spend this January. The way Todd Bowley uh, lines things up, they could be um, banging out another huge amount of money. Uh, during the, but, during the you know, he shouldn't be allowed to spend the money, honestly. Who spends £280 million to be worse? <laughs> I could go through them. Cucurella, £65 million. He's about 30% of the player he was at Brighton. Sterling, well, he's a shadow, <clears> 50 <throat> million, shadow of what he was. Fafana, two games he's played for £70 million that did less than those made of glass. Koulibaly, he's League One at best. <laughs> Bamier, wow, £15 million in the shredder. <laughs> They've just bought this bloke for thirty-three million from Monaco, and they've got Colwell, Brighton. They've got a left-sided, young centre yeah. back. Why are they I buying another that. one? But they've got no right back lined up to cover for James. Oh, God, oh don't. I mean, what is going on yeah, there? You, you, Thank you. You, you definitely need. I, I definitely he need, need to hear podcast. that podcast, Andy. Yeah, we'll put him yeah, We'll get him on a Chelsea podcast. The other thing, very quickly, he did say to me was he, he cannot. He can never see Graham Potter giving the players a rollicking. He <laughs> can't see doing a Neil Warnock and, and or a, or a Barry Fry. I might be wrong. He I thinks they've it. got Mr. Barraclough, but they need Mr. <laughs> Mackay. Don't you? This is what he, this is what he's saying. Well, Mr. So Wainwright, true. the visiting. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's hard to judge that. I think if you you know the Chelsea squad of the last fifteen years. Years, which you know kept winning things um they w they were self-motivating i think the current crop i'm not sure where the motivation comes from and if he doesn't get stuck into them 
Um, they look. They just they outrun. Spells, they just look average, don't they? They outrun, outfought by every yeah. team they play, mm. and that's not good yeah. enough. I mean. You know, they're buying, they're going for Fernandez for 105 million. Why not buy Declan Rice for the same money? At least he's proven in the Premier League. You could buy this bloke from Benfica. He could well, be absolutely Thank rubbish. you, caller. We are going to have to leave it yeah, there. That's Andy, Andy from Chiswick, the Chelsea <laughs> fan. Do look out for his podcast. Um, let's move on then to Brighton and Hove Albion. It's interesting what you say about players mm. that leave Brighton and don't shine. We've had a little bit of that, and it's not been out by the manager Basuma, in, yeah. in yeah. Basuma. But I mean, it's great. We've taken, uh, we, we've got the one of the best midfielders last season in the Premier League for a song and we've decided to turn him into Didier Zakora, which is which is an art form I don't know quite how we've done it man who falls over his own feet on a regular basis uh, but anyway Brighton and Hove Albion um, we've heard Alexis McAllister say he's very happy there enjoying life at the club it, it feels like a club where people enjoy playing and maybe that comes across they don't quite enjoy it as much uh, when they leave the grass isn't always uh, as green as they thought but anyway can, there they find themselves mid-table in 10th Danny what, what can they achieve you think? That's that. That's a, a, a the tenth place. Is, you know, mid table is probably what Brighton are looking at. But it is a testimony to the way they're run. If you don't have mega rich owners, the only thing you can bring to the table is strategy. And from the appointment of the managers to the recruitment of the players to the fact they're not afraid to sell the players on um, to, so they can be useless, useless at Spurs and useless at Chelsea. <laughs> it, it, this, is a, this is a strategy mm. they've worked out years ago and it's a strategy that's establishing them as a Premier League club. They, 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 you know, yeah. they, 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 could, they look like they could be a yo-yo club. They're not because they've thought it through. And provided you think it through and then you follow through on the thought and don't keep changing horses in midstream, as Brentford have proven, a Brighton approving, yeah. um, you can still survive in the Premier League. They are, it's like they're kind mm. of, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, brushier Brighton, aren't they? they do, are they do still a bit light up front, though? You know, this problem yeah. they've had, I don't know. Yeah, but, and of course, that's the piece of luck you've got to have. Somewhere you, you know, Fulham, got, uh, I always come back to him, Fulham took a risk on Mitrovic because he's, you know, he's a <clears> volatile character. He's proved that he can score in the Premier League. Second time around, of course. Um, and Brighton, they, they're probably searching and combing their computer models for somebody who can get the ball across the line. That is the hardest thing in football, obviously. Mm. Let's very quickly squeeze Palace in before we head off for the travel. And uh, there they find themselves in 11th. A better result the other day. Very unhappy Patrick Vieira over Christmas and New Year over the performances. But... Um, Again, uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, where do you see them, Danny? Do you see them going lower than 11th or, or maybe finishing a bit higher? I don't think they'll go much higher, but they, if their fans <clears> will probably be perfectly happy where they are. They're, tra- they're transformed, aren't they? Um, under Roy Hodgson, <clears> they were struggling to maintain, to keep their head above water. Patrick Vieira came in, and after initially having some struggles, um, has just managed... <clears> they've got brilliant forward players... Um, and, and Zaha doesn't look like he's going anywhere. We'll see what happens. Um, and they, and he's stiffened up the defence. I think they're you know they're mm. another one who you just have to say perfectly solid Premier League team. They weren't two years ago, and they are now. That's yeah. that's good work. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mark Bertram has been in touch, former QPR and uh, Millwall midfielder. He's a big QPR fan. He would like to point out uh, that there aren't teams in West London. There's only one team in West London uh, with a West <laughs> yeah. London postcode, he says, and that is QPR. He would like to point oh, right, out. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. South West London, maybe we should go. Thank you, Birch. Um, Where's so, your manager going? Uh, as- <laughs> yeah. uh, Aston, you'll be playing them from what you've been saying. You'll be playing them next <laughs> yeah, season. Um, Aston Villa. Then the three words: new manager uplift. And who yeah. would have known that Unai Emery, a man of such experience, uh, would make an instant impact at Villa? Even if he can't decide whether he wants a car coat or a puffer jacket, has gone for kind of hybrid, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, you're you're, you're the, the rag trade person. I know we're wasting the nine the nine minutes here. It was half it was half puffer jacket and half ordinary coat. Very odd. But he is him? a good manager. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they, he is. You know, and, and you know, all right. At the moment, Spurs is like playing your Joker, yeah. um, but they were very good. I thought you know they were they, they, tactically yeah, they, they, very played, just played it right. They'd done the homework, and he said afterwards, Emery, we'd looked at Tottenham, and this is what we, and then they just played it to the letter, didn't they? Really, we looked at Tottenham, we had a laugh, and uh, <laughs> and we went out and got the three points. Thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, Villa um, onwards and upwards. I mean, look, they're twelfth at the moment. They feel capable, more capable of sort of moving well, up the table. Well, there's a whole bunch of teams yeah, that could finish is. anywhere from. Yes. 12th to 7th yes. to 6th, that sort of thing. You would think, that's mm. true. Uh, Leicester it's City. not quite as mad as the championship, is it, where, where no. Blackburn have lost a dozen games, is it? Or 14 games, and yeah. they're third. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. They may get like that eventually. Um, yeah. Leicester City then, after that disastrous start, a pretty solid 13th um, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, lucky last weekend. Yes, indeed. I mean, again, can they... You're seeing them now after that terrible start to mid-table being a result, basically. Proper footballers, mm. haven't they? They've got, they've got. I mean, obviously they've got to keep Velt fast facing the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I said needs to do a yeah. Velt fast. He yeah. absolutely does. Yeah, um, uh, but you know, p- people like Harvey Barnes. These, these are these are top mm. top quality footballers, and they oughtn't to be in the position they're in. Um, Brendan Rodgers is not going to panic, is he? He's, he's been around far too long. Um, and of course, Leicester's fans won't want them to be mid-table, but that, given the start they had, that would represent real progress this year, I'm afraid. Um, there must have been a temptation by the commentator last week to have done mm. a look at his fast, just look at his fast, but he didn't really, <laughs> did he? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, now, Leeds have done a bit of business today uh, from uh, RB Zaltzberg, a club the manager knows, of course. Um, uh, Max Vober. 
Mm. They think it's all Volvo. <laughs> it is now, as Andy said earlier on. But he's, uh, he's mm. yeah, he's coming to them. Um, They've worked together. This he's gathering up players, but Marsh that he's worked, he's worked <clears> with him before. Yeah. Um, he's gathering up a number of players that he's that he's worked with before. Um, uh, you know, in, and in other seasons, if teams were not so inconsistent as Andy pointed out, Leeds might be panicking, but they should have enough. Um, to see mm, them, I'm not convinced. Know. I think they are in yeah. that mix, that bottom well, they, six, they're, seven. They're currently mix. on the same amount of points. They've played one game less than Bournemouth, but they they find themselves on. Mm, yeah, they're only on two 16, points off bottom three. So, Sixteen points know, at the moment. It could so, go either way. I'd say. Yeah, I think. I mean, having seen them earlier in the season um, in a game with Tottenham, well, surprisingly, were behind and came back into it to win. Um, but I thought they, I thought they were good in, in Aronson and others. They have good players. Yeah, I think massive game tomorrow have, night against yeah. West Ham. That's Ooh, a big match. That's very true. No, who, who won't be watching that sort of fascinated by, uh, yeah. you know, because we'll get to West Ham. Whoa. Yes. Uh, Bournemouth. Um, yes. I mean, obviously, the, the, the glaring problem. I've Gary O'Neill. Def- I've written their defensive coach must be Edvard Munch. <laughs> Such a nightmare. Really, honestly, yeah. the way they defend. Set pieces, an absolute disaster and a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you could see the panic every time there seems to be a corner against them or a ball into the box. You can sense the panic. So he's got to deal with that, Gary O'Neill, isn't he? Well, Gary seems like a, a very decent fella and, um, you know, the, the players responded to him when he was the caretaker manager. I really fear for them. I, I just don't think there's enough talent in the squad um, to keep them in this league. Um, you know, and I know what you know, people are going to say, but they're above teams like West Ham and Everton who spent a fortune on their footballers. They've got systemic problems. Bournemouth's problem is that they just don't have enough really good players mm. um, to keep them in this league. And I suspect they'll be one of the three drops. OK, on to Everton then. Uh, on 16th, 15 points, one point uh, above the uh, drop zone, having played the same amount Such of games as all those teams. a surprising result to get a point at City. Was yeah, amazing. I mean, yeah, we've got a good performance. And look, you know, we'll discover tonight when they play Brighton at home. I quite fancy them tonight against Brighton at home. I don't know why. I just think mm. this could be a bit of a springboard. It might be a, a full-on revival, might be a mini-revival. But that that should that should I be. I think res- that crowd will keep them up like they did last year. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly, Danny. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> well, the, the crowd and Richarlison's endless efforts up front kept them up last time. There's no reason for them to, to be struggling like this. I mean, you know, if Frank Lampard is any kind of a coach, um, then they, they they they've got enough players. Um, to, to be doing a much better th- than they are. I know that there's, because of the building in the new stadium, all the rest of it, there's some doubts about ownership and, and, and all that stuff. But on the pitch, they should be doing better. And uh, it, it, I, don't, I don't know whether Frank Lampard is a really good coach yet or not. He was good at Derby, average at Chelsea. This is not going so well, but they, they must they must pick up looking at the players they've got. They're, they're going to put a, put mm. a bit of um, faith in youth, aren't they? Um, Ellis Sims, one of their one of their young players, they've they've got him back on loan, and uh, hopefully he can get a few goals for them. So we'll see how that. They could do that the Calvert Lewin sort of firing. Yeah, absolutely. Staying fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. West Ham. I was half expecting the way football works these days to get a sort of a talk sport flash on my phone saying that David Moyes has gone, which might be a mm. bit previous, but a lot of the West Ham fans of our acquaintance yeah. um, feel that the time is right. So Mark Webster and, and Bob others. And, uh, mm. Bob Ballard. Tom Rennie. Tom Rennie. Yep. All feeling yep. like it's time to change. They, they, He's done such a good job. It seems a bit harsh to yeah. me. Um, but I'm not a West Ham fan. I don't know what's going on there because um, I had no hesitation in saying that I thought this was the best squad of West Ham players at the start of the season when we were talking about it that they'd ever assembled. Um, you know, obviously back in the World Cup winning days, but they've got fantastic looking players in loads of positions. 
um, and they're just just not doing it for whatever reason. And sooner or later, boards always work out. They think that's the manager. Now, it, it's maybe completely unfair, but that is the conclusion they're going to come to, isn't it, if things don't pick up very, very soon. Mm. Yeah. Uh, on to the bottom three. Uh, is it going to be the same bottom three you just see getting out of it? Forrest, they're going to do a bit more business, according to Steve Cooper. Emmanuel wow. Dennis, he's on his way out. I, I, it hasn't really worked. So they're turning. You won't get a testimonial. Um, I wouldn't think <laughs> so. Um, can Forrest get out of it? Do you think? Do you, do you have the faith that they they won't go down, Danny? Good coach. Um, <clears throat> yes, he's a good coach. I suspect if I had if I put me against a wall and picked one of the bottom three to survive, I'd say Wolves <clears throat> um, because they will they have good players <clears throat> um, and a manager who's who is, will get to grips with them. Um, Forrest, uh, yeah, again, can you accommodate all the changes they had in the hurly burly of the Premier League? Um, I'm not sure. All I do know is that Serge Aurier is better than any of the right backs at Spurs, <laughs> um, and, and that's the, and that's not a good sign, is it? That's another we made one of those. Look like Brazil seventy in the second half. Yeah. The other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big six pointer tomorrow night: Southampton, Nottingham Forest. Um, but uh, let's have a look at Wolves. You, you said, Danny, you think they're going to have enough with a lot of experienced coach like Lopetegui mm. and what they have at their disposal just to have enough to get out the bottom. They three. will. They'll, they'll bring it. They'll bring in a striker. They are doing it at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. And mm. even if it's on loan, because all all they're lacking is the goals to go with the the, the midfield. They have play. been for two seasons. Yeah, they gave United a good game yeah. on the weekend, though. So, now we've yeah. respect. Southampton don't have a very experienced sort of top level coach in the Lopetegui mould. Uh, they have a, you know, a good young up and coming coach. Um, he's been calling today, as uh, Nathan Jones, to to get some results further before the fans turn sour. If it all goes pear shaped, it's not looking good for them, Danny, is it? Uh, look, Southampton are one of those clubs that we all we often look at over the years and say, look how well run they are. But sooner or later, again, the competitiveness of the Premier League, if you only have to make a couple of poor decisions managerially or recruitment-wise, and suddenly your team looks like a, a contender for relegation, they're certainly that. Um, and, uh, you know, what's going to keep them up? James Ward-Prowse, I'm not, you know, wonderful football that he can be on his day. I just don't see they got enough to stay up. I mean, and that's nothing to do with Nathan Jones. They just haven't got the talent to stay in that league. Yeah. yeah. I did say an up-and-coming young coach. He's nearly 50. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's young to yeah, that, yeah. That's, how, that's how it seems on this show, isn't it? <laughs> I think he's a whippersnapper in my eyes. Yeah. So oh, there well, we are. We did it. We somehow Hooray! squeezed in. Well done, uh, there'll Danny. be people complaining they didn't yeah. get as long as others. I thought I thought Chelsea had a bit too much time, to be honest. Oh, come on. But there... <laughs> <laughs> Danny, um, we'll catch up. It'll be a normal weekend's football, and we will catch up with you next Monday. Can't and, wait. Can't the old wait FA Cup weekend, the old, Of course, FA Cup weekend. Yeah, yes, brilliant. Oh, I'm expecting brilliant. a really long run in the Cup this year. I'm sure you are, yes. Uh, <laughs> giant City killing. Away. Giant Thanks. killing. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. All the best. Thank you. Bless you all. Happy New Year, everyone. Cheers. There we are. There's uh, Danny Kelly. will be joining us on Monday. Monday, as always, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, a managerial appointment, which has surprised some, is Scott Parker. He has taken over Club Bruges, um, a, a, a very good side, still in the Champions League. Um, so he's got something to look forward to next year. It, it's it's a bit of a, um, a well, I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I mean, how do you compare Fulham and Bournemouth to Club Bruges? In terms well, of especially a Champions League team, especially yeah. a team that's gone well in the autumn, I'm quite I'm surprised the manager's gone. I wonder what happened to him. Let's find out. Christoph Terra, Belgian football expert, joins us. Hi, Christoph. Hello, guys. Um, is there a surprise in Belgium about this appointment? What's what's the word been among the Bruges fans? 
Well, the real diehards was still known Scott Parker as a player, I think, and even as a manager from his short time at, at Bournemouth in the Premier League, of course, and uh, and from Fulham. But basically, for for the general public, it was a quite unknown name. It's not the household name you would have expected, also because Club Rouge, they talked with uh, Stephen Gerrard, for instance, which is a name that everybody also in Belgium uh, knows, but not Scott Parker, to be fair. Mm. Uh, sartorial he's a very very well turned out man very smartly dressed when you go to his press very fashionable Christoph. very fashionable and uh, he favours a particular designer there's uh, you'll notice kind of four stripes in the Adidas style yeah. but with an extra stripe it's kind of yeah, four, it's like four hoops around the sleeve mm. isn't it Four hoops round us. Anyway, um, and um, he has it on the jackets, he has it on the jumpers, and he wears a lot of uh, these clothes by a designer called Tom Brown. And our first reaction was, where's he going to get his Tom Brown stuff from? So our producer did some research and uh, discovered that Tom Brown has a shop in Antwerp. 40 minutes on the train, Christoph. He can be there. He can be there in, in that retail wonderland picking out a new outfit for the next match. Well, it's on paper 40 minutes, but knowing the, the Belgian train system, it, it, it would take him at least two hours in a, <laughs> in a bad train. It's basically, it's even worse than the, the, the trains between London and Manchester, to be fair. So, uh, uh, I think he can take the car, but there are always huge traffic jams around Antwerp oh. too. So ba- basically he should just uh, do delivery or send someone to Antwerp to, to get his Tom Brown stuff. It's good to know. I didn't know. I looked at, at, at one of the pictures yesterday where he had those four straps mm. and I was even wondering which, which brand it was. So you helped me out now. No, going to... Tom Brown anecdote. Yeah. So, he and might, he might but... go for Dries van Noten, the well-known Belgian. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, mm. This is good Belgian design. And knowledge. Well, we, what, what's his trademark, famous. Andy? What's the Dries van Noten stuff like? Is it? Well, it's uh, very fashionable. Is it really? Mm. Is it? But is it a bit out there? Is it? It's quite out there, isn't it? What, what Dries van Noten. I'm looking and, at and, and Ralph, Ralph Simons, for instance, who's worked oh, yeah. with a lot of English uh, brands yeah. like. Oh yeah, Perry. Oh, Perry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at one of uh, something from the Dries van Noten uh, collection. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like. Um, I can see him. Scott can you see this, Andy? I'm going to show you a picture of camera too. It's a kind of house coat. It's if Nelson Mandela wearing a house. Coat, uh, is very much the look, and it costs. It's actually a raincoat. Can you imagine Scott on the sidelines? We'll post that out. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, just very quickly before we let you go, um, Christoph. Uh, before Christmas, I think we spoke about that uh, advertisement that the Belgian FA put out uh, in, in search of a, a new manager. Oh, yeah. uh, do, do any of your contacts tell you that they've had some sort of good applications for the job? Are they any closer to making an appointment? They've been interviewing people. Well, not yet. They wait till the 10th of January for the application. So everybody's interested and listening now to, to TalkSport can still send this application to the Belgian Federation. <laughs> but there have been no names. Only Romelu Lukaku uh, has said that he wants Thierry Henry uh, to be the next Belgian manager. So uh, that's uh, a huge push. But yeah, Henry, just like all other people working at the, the Belgian Federation will have to apply for the job too so he will have oh. to send his CV as successful manager so uh, yeah. let's see but there have not been many other names than the ones we, we mentioned uh, before so they're just waiting for a surprise candidate and as 
Klebruch president is part of the of the task force. Uh, maybe Scott Parker was one of those who applied for the Belgian <laughs> yeah, job, and then he took it for Klebruch. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a possibility. Put his CV in the back pocket mm. while he was at the Belgian FA and, and sneaked out. Yeah, good to talk to you, Christoph. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Take care. There's Christoph Terrier, their Belgian football expert. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. We talked a lot about him, obviously, over the years with you, and I know mm. you've sort of spoken to him and interviewed him. Over the I years, haven't actually. oh, you I haven't, didn't. I, I thought haven't. you did. No. Really? No, I, I tried to once because really most of what everything he did was like public relations, mm. and it was hard to do anything serious with him. But there was a time when he was sports minister. This is second half of the nineties, mm. which was interesting, and he brought in freedom of contract for for Brazil's players, and he just let his guard drop. He said, "You know." When I was at the height of my powers, meaning late 60s, early 70s, when he was really important, and he helped João Havelange get elected as FIFA president. That, that, that's how influential he was. But he said, you know, when I was at the height of my powers, I didn't do enough to help. Didn't do enough to help other footballers, or I could have done more. And I, I thought that was really interesting. I thought, there's an in there. He's let his guard down. Let's get in there and, and, and investigate that one. So uh, I tried to, and as he was sports minister, he was, uh, you know, he was more open to those kind of things. Uh, so I tried to get an interview with him, but uh, they said I would have to go to New York to do it. Right. And at the time, I didn't have money for a bus fare to the other side of Rio. So that <laughs> yeah, one died a death. Yeah, no I met him on a bus in New York. He was doing a junket for MasterCard, and he was sort of around the corner from Bloomingdale's mm-hmm. when the World Cup draw was there about, what, 90, end of 91? And he was just on this bus, and you just sort of queued up and shook his hand, and he gave you an autograph. He was all very in. Did you, did you ever try and get him on a Phoenix? Did you ever Ooh, attempt no, to? I mean, it would have no. been a big, would have been a tough booking, no, wouldn't it? I never met him, and uh, no, we never yeah. tried. Although we did speak to him on the, on the phone. It was on the phone, wasn't it? On the show, we had Evo Victor on, who was the we goalkeeper did the in goalkeeper that, in yeah. that game that he tried to chip the halfway line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, um, we'll play out to him. Good to talk to you as always. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. And we will play out with Pelé. Sing it when we spoke to him about uh, the Sergio Mendes album. Mm. He did join in, so we'll play out with a great man. Um, yeah, re- rekindling uh, the affection he had for Sergio Mendes and working with him in the studio. You know, I, I did it with the Sergio Mendes in, in Los Angeles. Mm. Then uh, he asked me to hack with, with his group. They said, no, no, uh, you you sing. They said, no, no, you have to sing. <laughs> then I sing. La, 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 ya. <laughs> la, 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 ya. La, la, ya. La, 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 ya. Yeah. That's fantastic. You, you still remember it. Uh, you still remember it. That's good. There we are. Yeah, that's great. Singing we sound about 12 there on that yeah. one. <laughs> it's that's a, amazing, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, in the meantime, Andrew, do you have anything for us? Yes, I've got a few bits and bobs. Yeah. Uh, this was interesting. They they monitored uh, Radio 4 have a thing where they give out racing tips. Oh, yes. And apparently it's been a bit of a disaster, really. Uh, only uh, 108 paid out in fact they if you'd have put a pound on every single thing you would have once lost 69 quid oh okay so i think they should use lizzie kelly not rupert of course oh yeah no not rupert's not great for his uh tips certainly not i'm talking of tips yes talk of tips alex gory who writes a (laughs) it's a racing line you can Hmm. phone him up for his tips but honestly this he's had the same effort now this effort went out of date after Cheltenham last year. Yeah. Is he saying lump on the Jinsky? Yeah, he's saying, in 2021, I had close to my best Cheltenham Festival and Royal Ascot meetings, and I've been tipping racehorses for 35 years. Don't miss this year. Well, we have, because we already missed it. It was last year. This, is, this was yesterday. Well, it's not paper. this year. It's, Wait, this is 2023. 2023. Oh, just update the ad. 
goodness sake, it's so irritating. <laughs> the things that vex you, Andy, when you're sitting there shouting at the newspaper. It's now, good. Michael yeah. Smith plays tonight. It's going to be live on TalkSport to the uh, mm. final of the PDC World Darts Championship. He hopes to make it third time lucky. Uh, Michael and um, he's got his own way of preparing uh, throughout the games oh, yeah, he spent the morning in bed watching old episodes of Catchphrase really that's how he gets his game face oh, okay. on that's how he gets him so he sits there quite late sort of mid-morning and watches old catchphrases because he said I watch them because there's nothing on the TV at that time well I thought I would check that oh, out. Very good more, research today. This is the research I've done today. Never mind how many goals a team has scored. I won't be getting a job with Opta. I've looked up what was on the telly this morning for Michael Smith before the final. And, of course, talking microwaves. Uh, had he turned on to ITV2, he could have watched Celebrity Supermarket Sweep. That one might have been a nice alternative. There was an old George and Mildred on ITV3. Oh, if you fancy some classic commentary, get him laughing before the yeah. final. Yeah. Um, there was a Sweeney. If you fancy okay. a touch more violent. Might, might be a bit of darts get, in there. In the pub. There could have been some darts in the pub. That's right. Get a move on George and all that. <laughs> uh, a Big Bang Theory, if he likes uh, a bit more modern comedy than George and Mildred. That was on. Um, a Place in the Sun, which you'll be able to afford. With change, I would imagine, if he wins this evening. Um, nothing to declare. I mean, nothing makes you get your game face on, like shifty people trying to smuggle seeds into Australia, I would say. So you definitely watch Nothing to Declare if you're on that channel. Rick Stein's... It's odd, that programme, though, Nothing to Declare. Sue likes that. It's often on when I come in. It's... Yeah. It's, it's always the same. Yeah, you know? it is. It's always the same. It and is. sometimes if you forget to turn the channel over, it, they put it on back-to-back -back for about six hours. That's right. So it's basically, yes, it's three hours of the same telly. Uh, but people love it. Uh, Rick Stein's Cornwall, and he could probably afford to eat in one of Rick's restaurants if he wins the scene. <laughs> Not if he loses, of course. Classic Holby City. Mm. You know, somebody falling off their bike, that gets you in the room for the dance. I'm nearly done, don't worry. There's a tipping point as an alternative to catchphrase. There was the buildings that fought Hitler. You could have watched that on... Yeah, that sounds tremendous. That's on the Yesterday channel. I don't know how they, I don't know how they did it. Um, or posh pawnbrokers, just some of the options for... Michael Smith, but I would yeah. imagine you're not going to bock it if you've been on a run like him. That's the thing. Once you're doing well, you're going to be you watching uh, catchphrase. Does he go Roy Walker or Stephen Mulhern? I don't know. I don't know what era. I imagine if it, it's probably on Challenge, isn't it? I imagine it's old classic Roy saying yeah. what you see, isn't it? That's so, true. Anyway, good luck, Michael. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, should be a fascinating game, and it's live this evening on. Talk Sport 2. And a couple of good uh, tabloid thesauruses here mm. uh, where you have to use, you can't use the same word twice. Right. Uh, mayonnaise sales are booming despite consumers joining the taste for other sauces this year. Yes. The creamy condiment. That's quite like that's that. That's right, isn't it? That's very good. <laughs> Who doesn't like a creamy condiment? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes? That's it. I don't that's know. it? Yeah. Anything else? Oh, Graham Potter, that was good. He, he was talking about the game the other day after the match. He went, it's a below par one for us. One! <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, <laughs> uh, well. You're not having him, Andy, already? Mm, no, I'm not really, but I could be wrong. I, I keep thinking of Arteta. I keep thinking, of like, well, you stay with somebody and it's a good yeah. idea and... You've got a lot of players to come back. I feel like I'm talking you down slightly, and mm. I've got no interest in yeah. you. But, I mean, you've got a lot of very yeah, good players to come, come back, back from injury. That was an amazing stat, wasn't it, that, that Martin Tyler gave us the other day, that Chilwell and James have only played together twice in the last 42 games. Wow. That doesn't help, well, both, does it? You know, we know why they both had sort of long-term yeah, injuries. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. But yeah. uh, Who have you got in the cup, Andy, this weekend? Oh, uh, Manchester City away. Oh, yeah, of course. That oh, should yeah. guarantee a nice long run, shouldn't it? <laughs> and then we got yes. them on Thursday night. Yeah. Just what you need when you're playing really well. 
We've got a, we've got plenty of cup soccer for Ooh. you um, oh, yes. this weekend. Uh, we've got Manchester United Everton kick you off Friday night. Um, then we've got uh, Tottenham Portsmouth Saturday, uh, Gillingham Leicester, Blackpool Nottingham Forest, Brentford West Ham, and Liverpool versus Wolves. Oh, man, the hits just keep on coming on Sunday. Cardiff Leeds, and yes, City versus Chelsea, four thirty on. On Sunday, yeah. So um, I mean, a good cup run can you know lift your season. So yeah. you know, but well, look, Brentford, your other club have, have proved that you know you can go I there and get. I'm still getting all that stick. Well, I they like, are your other club. Well, I like going there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but you must come them. on when they score. Don't you? Can't, aren't you up? Punching well, no, I, I feel guilty if I'm up and doing that. I don't. Well, I, even I mean, I'm not saying when they play Chelsea when they play no, other no, teams. No, no, even when they play other teams, I'm pleased. Without, I don't feel the need to. How do you show? Cover. How do you show you're pleased? Just a round of applause. applause. Good goal, well played. That's you must it. just look totally like an away deserved. fan trying to cover their back so you don't get a good hiding. <laughs> I could do. You just so you sit, you stay in your seat and you just applaud. Yeah. If you just joined us, Andy is a big Chelsea fan. You've, you've, I'm sorry about if you've just joined us, <laughs> yeah, but, but he's noticed. Yeah, Brentford's <laughs> near. Brentford's near his uh, house, so he's bought a season ticket for Brentford, and uh, he just likes going there. He likes taking. It's the great. Yeah, I can yeah. walk there. It's fantastic. I love the atmosphere. I really admire the way the clubs run. Yeah, and uh, uh, we might be talking to uh, Peter Gillam, who does the uh, voice, uh, the PA. Sorry, on yes. the line, and it's such a great. He was honoured in the New Year's Honours list, and. He's just typical of people who work for Brentford. You know, yeah. there's just something about it's a family club. Whenever I talk about, of course, Chelsea, we'll go and support them. Then you know, but you can't. You can only support the team you really support. If Brentford lose, I'm disappointed, but I'm not gutted. I'm not fit to be tied like I was the other day. <laughs> they only got a draw with Forest. You know, I know there is a difference. I know the difference. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will do it all again tomorrow, pouring over the games in the Premier League Can this I just evening. I never want to hear the name Scott Stallings again. Scott Stallings. Scott We've got to get Stallings. him on. Is he Stallings or Stallings? Let's play Stallings or Stallings. It's a great game, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We will catch up with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.